Hello, and welcome back to the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist Podcast. This is Zach Cordell, and this is the final of our four-part interview series with Elise George, who happens to be a marketer and a body positivity advocate. Today, we're going to be talking about intuitive eating, how life changes, and the role of the abundance mentality and what that can play in our health. Now, Elise, J.C. Whiteman, and I will be at Thanksgiving Point on August 10th, so as part of your summer planning and back-to-school prep, be sure to join us to talk about how your body is better than you give it credit for, why your diets didn't stick in the past, and what you can do to have lasting health in the future. Information can be found at www.cordellnutrition.com or in the show notes. I'll put a link in there for you. But let's get into the last part of our interview with Elise. This is Zach Cordell, registered dietitian and host for the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist, where food, faith, and science meet. This podcast is not intended to be individualized medical advice. As always, please consult with a medical professional in your area to make sure that your medical history is taken into account to make sure that you get the best care possible. punishing yourself or thinking good or bad and I feel like even sometimes because I used to follow the 80-20 rule but I went all disordered about it I'm like okay 80% <laughs> of my week is exactly this many meals which means 20% of my week is this mm-hmm. many of my, right and it's more just like um, my institute director always said consistency is the key to mortality and I think that's true of eating yes. I think that's true of our relationship with ourselves with our bodies our relationship with our savior and um, all of those things. Consistency is the key to mortality. And I have found, and especially as I've been practicing intuitive eating, um, well, trying to practice it, I'm not so good at it, but there will be seasons of life. But you're where, trying. Right. There'll be seasons of life where maybe more than 80% of the time I want to eat quote unquote healthy, or I want to eat something and then maybe less than 20% of the time I want peanut butter M&Ms or ice cream. But then there are other times of life where you switch and you're going through like an emotional trauma or right. like my husband, and I just got in a car wreck uh, like six weeks ago and, and it was Christmas time. So I can't say that I followed 80, 20 um, really, you know what I mean? Like it's just about, right. for me, it's been about listening to my body and better understanding what it needs and when it needs it and really practicing an abundance mentality as opposed to a scarcity mentality. Um, when you, in in what way? Um, well for me, like when you are constantly dieting, when you see Reese's peanut butter cups or a brownie or whatever you have decided is bad. Oh my gosh, I'm not supposed to have that. And then if you can't have it, then you're thinking about it. And then, uh, uh-huh. I, can, I can never have it. So then you start to feel it. It plays this like mental desperation game with you. Um, and then you eat it even if you don't want it or you have one, but then you feel like you need to eat six because you don't right. know because you're, you're going to start tomorrow. You don't know when you're ever going to get another one. And you're never going to have brownies again versus the abundance mentality, which has helped me a lot, which is like, 
like yesterday, this is a good example. Yesterday, um, I really, I hadn't really had a lot of carbohydrates that day, not because I was trying to diet or follow any plan. I just hadn't. And so my body was like, we want some sugar. And my body was craving weird. I don't know, maybe not weird, wanted some chocolate, but it wasn't any kind of chocolate and it wasn't any kind of junk food. It wasn't just, I want to go eat junk food because that's all that sounds good. It was very specific. It wanted peanut butter M&Ms. So I went to Target and I got a bag of peanut butter M&Ms and I only ate a couple because that's all I needed. Right. I had like I had like three of them. My body got the taste it wanted. It got like the little sugar surge that it wanted and I was good. And then I didn't think about it the rest of the night because the abundance mentality is I can have those whenever I want. So I don't right. need to binge on them right now when I don't want them. Which comes back to like the cheat day idea mm-hmm. is that if you only can have it on Saturday, then you better have all of it on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Because you never get to have it again. Or like Thanksgiving. Like mm-hmm. you never get to have grandma's Thanksgiving pie or the McRib, McRib is back yeah. and it's only back for a certain amount of time. Oh, so yeah. going back to the advertising thing, right? So it's mm-hmm. like limited time only. You need to get it now. And so you yeah. you kind of like overdo it mm-hmm. because you're like, I'm never going to get it again. Yeah. And, and that, it's harder yeah. to pay attention to like what you were saying of, I'm good. I don't need anymore. Like, this is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and an opposite example I had was just the other day, randomly at like 8 p.m., I really wanted steamed vegetables. Mm-hmm. Just like, I, and I specifically wanted broccoli. Steamed to the point where it's still kind of crunchy and not too mushy. Sure. So I threw, I threw some in the Instant Pot and made it and it was perfect i just like put a little bit of like garlic powder on it and that's exactly what i wanted and it there you go like you would assume that somebody at my weight at 8 p.m probably wants ice cream or three bags of peanut butter m&ms or whatever but that day i wanted broccoli and some days i just really like my husband and i went to lunch today and we just both really felt like we wanted to go to chipotle and so and i really like their salads which just and I don't really get beans or rice because not because I'm trying to diet. I just don't really like beans and rice. And that's I fine, like, right? I like veggies and protein because that's what my body is telling me that it wants. And again, that's taken a long time to listen and to kind of crowd out the my body's saying it wants this, but I know that I should be eating this instead because I read somewhere some that tomatoes are bad or that right. carrots are bad, right? Like. There have been times literally where my body says like, oh, carrots, like crunchy, crispy carrots sound good. And then my mind has said, oh, I read somewhere that carrots have a lot of sugar. I shouldn't eat those. But like how many nutrients do carrots have in them? (laughs) Yeah. The sugar in that is not going to be an issue. Right. You're going to be fine. So it's just like, yeah, listening to my body that when I want something to follow it, whether it's good or bad, and then not feeling obligated to eat something I don't want to eat and then not overeating the stuff that I don't really want to overeat, but I feel like I'm never going to have a cookie again. Like, yeah. And I think that's why I said like, if I never dieted and I just listened to what my body wanted, maybe I wouldn't, maybe I, it would have just evened itself out over time. And like we mentioned at the very beginning of this, like whenever you mentioned about your, your father, right? Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, and you if know, it didn't, like that's still okay because I'm cool with the way my body looks. Right, and and point. that's the thing is like at this point you were okay with it. 
So I, w- I want to ask you a couple questions before we before we wrap up. And this has been like okay. a really awesome conversation. Oh, so, good. I'm glad. Yeah. No. So first, whenever you mentioned how you had like disordered eating during college mm-hmm. at at the co- some of the colleges I attended, whenever you would go into the dining commons, they would have the calories listed. Did you have that at Dartmouth? I don't believe so. Okay. But, and then I went, you know, I, I graduated uh, 10 years ago. That's again, oh my embarrassing. Goodness. I know. I'm 31. <laughs> so, but 10 years ago, putting calories on the menu wasn't all the rage like it is now. So sure. there weren't calories. So it was all. I was there and it was before smartphones too. That's how ancient I am. Right. It's before smartphones. So I had to like look it up on my computer and figure out what I was going to eat before I get that got there. And then I go write it down in a journal and calculate all my macros and all my calories and everything else. And then I had like a little, it was before Fitbits and I do have a Fitbit and I love my Fitbit, but um, I had what was called a body bug at the time. And I got it because okay. it, was on biggest, it was, it was on biggest loser. And that's why I got it. Cause yeah. dang it, I wanted to be just like them. Little did I know all the crazy stuff that goes on to make them lose weight. You don't want to be like them. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but I got a, I asked for a body bug for Christmas. So I would know how much I ate. And then I'd go put a strap on my body bug and go to the gym for three hours and made sure I at least burned that number of calories while I was at the gym. Right. And well, the reason I, when I didn't lose weight, it was maddening. <laughs> yeah. Now, and the, the reason that uh, I bring that up is because whenever I was at the University of Massachusetts working on my master's, there was actually mm-hmm. a student who released an article because at UMass, they had one of the top dining comments. Like it's the highest rated uh, dining facilities of universities yeah. and and so they had the, the calories listed there and this student would say that this is hurting her in her recovery from her eating disorder oh okay and so like a lot of times we see that as like oh it's just information it's helpful but for yeah. somebody that has disordered eating patterns or eating disorders that could be more of an issue So let's talk turkey here. If you're tired of counting calories or trying new fad diets or yo-yo dieting where you lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, or just kind of being upset with yourself about your body or trying to keep up with the Joneses about their healthy weight, their body image, any of those things, then join us at our event, uh, The Peace in the Plate, where J.C. Whiteman, Elise George, and I will all be talking about how to make peace with food rather than making it out to be the enemy. Because like Elise is talking about now, some people hyper-focus on food, and that's, that can be just as an unhealthy as people that don't think about food at all. We want people to have peace with their plate rather than fear of food. But again, information will be at cordellnutrition.com or in the show notes. You can find it in either one of those places, but we'll go ahead and get back to this interview with Elise and uh, ask a couple more questions.
Now, the next question that I have is, what does it mean to you to have a prophet that is also a physician? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I actually really, uh, my, I don't know if we'd call it like a special connection, but we, because we're not like his family members or anything, but my <laughs> husband, my husband's um, mission president's wife, his mission mom or whatever you want to call it, is one of President Nelson's daughters. And so cool. we, we have heard about President Nelson long before he was the prophet in understanding who he is. I actually really love that he is a physician. I love all of the general authorities and their respective trades are all highly educated, ambitious, right? right? Um, and they seek after learning. And I think it it kind of reminds me, we were just reading this scripture with the Come Follow Me manual about how Jesus came and talked about how the sick need a physician. And right. I specifically thought of President Nelson when we were reading that. Not that like the prophet can only be a physician, but it is interesting because the greatest physician of all was Jesus Christ. And he, you know, he's called to heal our souls and our spirits. And I think it's kind of really cool and symbolic that President Nelson was a heart surgeon of all things. And um, that we use the heart as, I don't want to say an object lesson, but um, we use the heart as a metaphor or as a figure a lot in the scriptures and in, right. in the way we talk about receiving revelation. Um I don't, I don't know. He's never been my physician, so I don't know what his, <laughs> his practices are or feelings are. You about, better have good bedside manners, right? I don't know what his feelings are about people of size, but I do know that like members of his family and his children um, aren't all skinny people. So I'd like to think that he's a little bit more real and understanding about that kind of stuff. Um, well, and the other thing that I think of the, that you mentioned earlier was the mm-hmm. whole science and faith couldn't blend. Yeah. Right? And he's like a direct example of how it does. Yeah. I do appreciate that. I really look up to um, leaders in the church who have those unique experiences. Like I really look up to, and he he didn't study science, but Elder Holland, man, he gets me in the (laughs) the figurative heart all the time. But I, I really connected to him too because he studied at Yale and he was, he's very highly intelligent. Right. And it was and it was just like, okay, intelligent people can be people of faith too, um, even though he wasn't necessarily in the sciences. And I think the turning point for me with like science and faith was just like Genesis or the Pearl of Great Price, it tells us who created us. It's not a scientific textbook. It's not the temple is not telling us, okay, here's how everything was done necessarily. Right. It's all so figurative. And really it just points to who our father is, who our parents are, who our brother is, and why we came here to begin with. And that's one of the ways that, like, kind of helped me sort of reconcile the two. And not not that they need to be reconciled, but just helped me understand that they aren't mutually exclusive ideas. I think just generally propaganda in the world, once that's what I was feeding into when I was 17, was just sure. reading things or hearing other people mouth off in high school and being like, yeah, that's <laughs> right, or... People mouthed off in high school? No. Yeah, well, we all thought we were smarter than we actually were. And just because we read the commentary section once of the newspaper, it made us a political <laughs> expert. Well, I um, think there's a lot of people that still think that they are that way. Hence, Facebook and social media oh, arguments yeah. that can occur. But we've yeah. had an awesome discussion. We've talked about vulnerability. We've talked about yeah. disordered eating, 
We've talked yeah. about just mixing food or faith and science and how those things can go together. Um, I think it's just been a really valuable um, exchange. And so thank you so much for being willing to be on this podcast. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. Now, where can people find you? Oh, um, well, I'm on Instagram. (laughs) And my handle is at Elise George. Um, It's spelled E-L-Y-S-E. And then George is spelled like George Washington. Curious Not George. George of the Jungle. Or George of the Jungle. They're all spelled G-E-O-R-G. <laughs> so at Elise George is my handle. And then occasionally I blog or I have my husband write some stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then right now the blog URL is Elise-George.com because somebody else had reserved Elise-George.com, but they're not using it. So I have to have Come a dash. On. I That's know. Fair. I have to have a dash. So. It's classier. <laughs> yeah. That's what we'll say. So. Yeah. Well, any any parting cool. words of wisdom for the podcast listeners? Um, parting words of wisdom. I feel like I've rambled so much already and probably overshared about my life, but um, I always tell people that God has your back and that He is with you through every fight, and um, He's there to help you. He sent us a Savior to do that very thing for us, um, and that He loves you regardless of what you might think about yourself and that um, just to give yourself more credit and that you're stronger than you think and you're smarter than you think and you're braver than you think. And this would go on long, 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 but um, just, yeah, give yourself more credit um, and that God loves you and you have cheerleaders on every side and no matter what you're struggling with. So, Amen. Now, if you'd like more of this messaging, then be sure to join Elise, JC Whiteman, and I at our Peace and the Plate event that is going to be happening on August 10th at Thanksgiving Point in Utah, because we're going to talk about the reality of health and how to obtain it and why you should quit dieting. Yeah, stopping dieting is revolutionary to some people because they think, well, if I don't diet, then how do I be healthy? And we'll give you some good information on that. But more information on the actual event will be at CordellNutrition.com. And the link for that is in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us. And uh, I look forward to to talking with you on our next episode where we're going to be talking about how uh, there is the thin curse or the curse of being thin. Some people wish they were cursed with that. But after our next episode, I don't know that you'll agree with that. But... Have a great day, and we'll talk soon.